Welcome to Live Daf, your online Daf Yomi Shir. Shalom Aleichem and welcome back to today's Daf, Saita Daf. Hey, we are holding on the third line from the top of the Amid. So in yesterday's Daf, we discussed the detriments of conducting oneself with ga'ava, with haughtiness and pride. The Gemara today will pick up that discussion and elaborate a bit further on the downside of being a Baal Gava. Says the Gemara on the third line, As where do we find within the Torah a warning against conducting oneself with Gava? Amar Rava Amar Ziri. Pasuk says, Shimu Vazinu. Listen closely. Al Tigbahu. Don't be haughty. This is a Pasuk in Yermia. So that's a warning against being a Balgava. Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak Amar Mehocha. I found a source within the Chamisha Chumshe Torah. The Ram Levavcha Vishachachta. The Torah warns against elevating one's pride. The Ram Levavcha Vishachachta. That causes forgetfulness. Forgetting what? Forgetting Hashem's presence. Uksiv, and then we have a Pasuk, which warns us, lest we forget that Hashem is ever-present, and we are part of His, His, His existence, rather than an independent entity, which is, which is depicted by uh, the behavior of a Baal Gava. Uksiv, very careful, and we know that Hishamir is a love. Uka the Rabbi Avin, Amar Rabbi Whenever we find one of the following three words in the Torah, either he shamer or pen or al, that constitutes a So by extension, we end up having a loisase against being a valgava. Why? Because when one acts with haughtiness, he tends to forget. That Hashem is the source of all existence. And by doing that, he is being over on the Pasuk. He's as Hashem So it turns out that Gava is tantamount to Shikichas Hashem, which involves a love. Dara Shabavira. Zimnin at times, Amrullah Mishmei Darab Asi. Vizimnin other times, Amrullah he would say the same lesson Mishmei Darab Ami. A person exhibits gava, this life mismite, eventually. Hashem will, will lower him. He'll lose his high status. Shanamar Raimu Ma'at. Person is Raim, is Balgava, Ma'at, he ends up uh, getting lowered. Perhaps you'll think that he can still exist. Hashem takes him away. But if he does teshuva and he becomes humble, he will be zeichah to pass away in his right time like Avram Avinu rather than dying prematurely. A person who's mach becomes humble. So this is part of that same Pasuk, describing a Balgava who's uh, 
life is cut short early, and we have the fellow who now turns around, humachu. He becomes humble again, bakoil, kakoil, yikavtsun, yikavtsun means oh, pass away, kakoil, in a manner which reflects the passing of the Ovais Hakdoshim in their right time. How do we see the Ovais Hakdoshim? Kakoil is a reference to all three Ovais. Kavram, Yitzchak, Viyakov. Dichsebuhu. Where it says these Lashonis. By Avram it says Bakoil. Hashem Be'erach has Avram Bakoil. By Yitzchak it says Mikoil. It says Va'ichal Mikoil. And by Yaakov it says Koil. Ki Yeshni Koil. Vimla, but if he insists on living the high wire, living the high life, again, this is a part of that same Pasuk, like the uh, head of the um, stalk, they will be cut short. What does that mean? What is the top of the stalk? So we had two Pshatim, one presented by Rav Huna, the other by Rav Chizim. One explained, like the fibers which extend beyond the grain, beyond the stalk, and that just disperses through the wind. Right? So that gets knocked off easily. This fellow will be knocked off easily. The other one explained like the stalk itself, which uh, you know rises above all the other stalks. Now, now we understand if it's the uh, fibery extension of the grain, Hainalach said that explains the puzzle, Kurosh Shibaylas. Just like that element of the of the stalk gets um, disrupted and dispersed easily, so too this Balgava. But according to the other version that was speaking about the stalk itself, which sort of grew higher, taller than the rest, my Ukurosh Shibaylas. Why is that a you know a threat to the Balgava? It's like this, because it gets cut off first. Marshall, it's an analogy. The person enters his grain field. Which one does he cut first? The one that sticks out above the rest, that goes first. Likewise, the Balgava will be cut short. The Pasuk says, This is a Pasuk in Yeshaya. Hashem will tend to the Daka, downtrodden. The one who is lowly, the one who is humble. Once again, we have a, a pshat presented by Rafuna and Rafchist. Rafuna and Rafchist, Chadam won't explain. When it says ve'es daka, it means iti daka. Hashem says, I will elevate this lowly man, bring him up to me. Iti daka. Chadama, the other one explained. Es daka means ani es daka. Hashem says, I will sort of lower myself, bring my shechina down to him. Either way, this fellow will be zeicha to be accompanied by the shechina. Now, it is probable that the correct pshat is, I will, Hashem is speaking and saying, I will bring my shechina down to him. Sharei, as we find, Hashem did away with all the other tall and impressive mountains and hills. And where did Hashem rest his Shechina? On the short Har Sinai. Rather than elevating Har Sinai, making him tall, bringing him up, apparently Hashem wants us to retain our anava, our humility. Hashem comes and keeps us company down there. Omar of Yisuf. 
In fact, the person should emulate Hashem's manner of behavior. Look, Hashem also ignored all the impressive landmarks and came down to Harsinai. And there's a bracket here. Likewise, when it came to the Sne, what did Hashem pick? What did Hashem choose? This lowly little midget bush rather than using this tall, impressive tree. So a person should value humility. Should give respect to people who are on the lower tier of our community. In fact, the person who exhibits gava, he is fit to be uprooted like the Avodizara Asherah tree. Why? The Pasuk says by gava. Those haughty people, giduim. What does giduim mean? Uprooting. Uksiv, hasam, as we find by the Asherah tree. Vasherihem, tegadayon, uproot those trees. This person is deserving of this treatment as well. person has gava. This is frightening. His earth will not be awakened, meaning he will not be zechet chies hamesim. Shana marokitza v'ramnu sheichni offer. Who will be zeicha to be resurrected with shast chies hamesim? Only the sheichni offer, those who dwell with the offer. You see, sheich veiba offer loy nemer, rather than saying and describing him as somebody resting in the offer, which would include everybody. No, it doesn't say that. Ela sheichni offer, sheichen shachin a neighbor. He relates to the earth. He feels low and humble. One who during his lifetime already compared himself to the offer was humble. He will be zechet tchias hamis. Even the shchina cries for him. Shenemar v'gavaya. Mimerchak yeyeda. So gavaya is a reference. To, to Hashem. Hashem up, up there will. Yeda Rashi says, a lotion of mourning, mimerchak, from far away, in advance. Hashem will bemoan the upcoming misfortune that is forecasted for this Baal Gava. Dorash Rabavir, Vitema, some say Rabbilazar. Either Rabavir or Rabbilazar, they contrast it. They contrasted Hashem and the way He relates to people and the way we are so impressed by a Baal Gava. Hashem's mida, Hashem's way of relating is so different than the way we relate to people. How do humans relate? We're impressed. Gavoya, Roya A person up on top, He sees the people on top. Who are equal in status to him. So he mingles with the likes of him. He doesn't lower himself. He doesn't notice the downtrodden people, the ones down there. It's just the opposite. Who Gavoya? Hashem, despite being so high and lofty. Who does Hashem notice? Who does Hashem pay attention to? The ones who are shuffle, who are down, who are low. Who are humble. Shalem are kiram Hashem. Hashem is up there. Veshuffle yira, but he sees the shuffle. Amar of chizda v'tayim and mar ukf. 
Hashem declares, Him and me together, we can't stay together in this world. There isn't room enough for Him and me. Give a person who is haughty. I can't have him. Instead of reading him, I can't be with him. There isn't enough space for both of us. Some relate this idea to the ones who speak Lashanhara. Because the start of that Pasik is a reference to those who are Lashanhara speakers and there as well. There as well, Hashem says, a person who is haughty. A person thinks it has it all worked out. Even a small, just a little wind, all disruption in his plans, just knocks him off track. He's totally lost. The Rishayim, they... Uh, they get uh, disrupted, like the sea, like the, like the raging sea. Umayam, take a look at the yam. Look how huge, how many revious quantities of water is in a, a sea. Tons and tons. And even so, ruach kima Comes a little wind and just disrupts the sea. Adam dam achas. Certainly a person who is sustained from just one revius of dam within him, which is the source of his of his life. A person only needs a revius dam. Uh, that, that's the nefesh in the person. That's the main uh, critical part of the dam. A revius dam. Allah has come of a kama. Certainly, of course, that uh, if, he's a, if he's a rasha, that, that, that ruach, the, the uh, disruption of his plans, would just come and totally um, disorient him and throw him off track. So we speak so much about the negativity of the, the negative side of, of gav and haughtiness. Here comes a chiddush. One who's meant to lead, to guide, to influence others. He's in a position of leadership. He's a Talmud Chacham. He needs to exhibit a minute amount of gava, an eighth of an eighth. That's the smallest measurement they had in those days. Rashi says it's called a uchla. Bottom line is, a little bit gava is necessary. Rashi explains, otherwise he'll be just minute doormat. We don't want that. We want him to have influence. We want him to exhibit some sort of confidence. So he needs a little pride. Amrav, who no breda and it's good for him. Umaatrali, it adorns him. Kisasa, like the fibers protruding out of that grain, out of the you know stalk lishibalta. So it gives it that you know that royalty, so to speak. It gives that royal feeling. So it shouldn't overtake him. It shouldn't permeate him. It should just be external, for show, which will help him exhibit leadership and influence. So that's his shita. Interesting, the Sefer Chanukah Satayr. What a beautiful uh, remez on this. An eighth of an eighth, he says, is learned from where? From Har Sinai. He brings a medrash that 
the other mountains uh, came to you know compete. Tall mountains. Har Tover was 32,000 Amahai. Har Sinai, Amir, 500 Amahai, which is a 64th. So we see you need a little bit. Har Sinai was also a mountain. Okay, uh, a 64th in size than the other ones. That's a Shminis Shabbat Shminis, 164th, an eighth of an eighth. So that much Gava is uh, recommended. Amar Rava, Bishamta the Ispe, or Bishamta the Lespe. He says it's a catch 22. Bishamta means it should, he should be put in Khirim, one who has Gava, even a leader. It's not good. Ubishamta the Lespe, but there's no choice, no alternative. If he doesn't have any gava, he'll just be a pushover. He should be put in khair, meaning he's not going to really succeed in this position. So it's sort of a cash 22. It's a very delicate situation. Omar of Nachmar he disagrees with this heter of an eighth of an eighth. I don't want the gaiva, I don't want a little bit of the gaiva, nothing. It's poison. Is it small in your eyes? The way the Pasuk describes and relates to gaiva as something of an abomination, a ta'eva. Keep far away. Tayavas Hashem kol gvalev. A gvalev is tayavas Hashem. I give up the uh, the uh, the privilege of having even a bit of gava. Omar Chist. Ain't tefilos shaladim nishmas. Elam kein mesim liba kebarsa. If you want your tefilah to have an effect, be humble. Turn your stone heart into soft flesh. Shenamar vayib neichadish bechadsha. You have a kol basar. Flesh, Lushtachis. Amar Abzeira, Basar Ksibe, Vinipa. If we take a close look at the Parsha of Tazriya Matsura, where the Pasuk describes a fellow with a nega. So wherever it mentions Rufua, it's only next to Basar, which denotes humility, submission. He's Zeicha to be healed from that nega affliction. But when it says Adam, Adam will have a nega. We don't find the Lashon Refuah next to that. Adam denotes confidence, prominence, like Sibbe Venirpa. That's a lesson. A person wants to evoke the Rachmanus of Hashem. Be humble. Be submissive. Be mevato yourself to Hashem and let Him lead you. Amar B'yechanan is another remez. The word Adam comprised of three letters. Aleph, Dalad, Mem. What is a person comprised of little... Uh, Adam is afer, ash, dirt, dam, mara, vile. That makes up a person. What are we already? What's the uh, justification for being a balgava? What does basar mean? Bez, samach, or sin, resh. Busha, embarrassment, srucha, spoilage, rima, wormy. That's the uh, ultimate you know, prescription for the guf. Igadarmi, some instead of uh, the samach, switch it to the uh, the sin, right? The basar has a sin, so instead of serucha, igadarmi shoil. The sin and the shin go together, so it's the shoil the sibishin. Because instead of the uh, samach, so they uh, read it as the sin or the shin, which is a reference to shoil gehenim. That's the um, ultimate, you know. That's what the goof is going to if it doesn't behave. Similar to what we said before, a person who elevates himself artificially, ultimately, 
he'll be dropped down. Shenemar l'seis l'sapachts. What does l'seis mean? Says Rashi on top. L'seis sapachts. Al dishemanase atzmoi. He hires himself, elevates himself. Bole de sapachts. He becomes sapachts, which means he's subordinate. He loses his status. Sheine ikar banoshem. He's not considered prominent amongst people. El nisvach. But tough. He becomes second class. Back to the Gemara. So Seis gets lowered to Sapachas. From being number one, becomes number two. Seis is the reference to high. So we see that Nisais, Seis, refers to haughtiness. So then he's lowered, and he becomes a tuffle, a bottle to other people, subordinate to others. He, he takes the back seat. It's a reference to the family of Eli, that they were going to be deposed, and they're going to have to be uh, sort of included in the other groups of Kehanim, not going to have their own independent identity. On a positive note, Come have a look. Look how great the humble people are before Hashem. When we have a base amigdash, suppose a person brings an oila. Okay, he's rewarded. He gets schar. because he brought the oila. Okay, check in his box. He brings a mencha. Schar mencha That's all he gets. Whatever he did, that's what he gets. But imagine a person who is humble. His whole entity. Is now a carbon to Hashem. He's sacrificing his pride, sacrificing his feeling of independence, his need to run his life and to feel in charge and control. He gives that all up to Hashem. That's the biggest carbon. regards it. He gave everything away, all the carbonis. broken ruach, a submissive spirit, an anav. Is regarded as zivche plural all the carbonis of Hashem. Not only that, when he davens, it's not cast aside. Such a person, his tefila Hashem, you will accept. If one calculates all his moves in this world, is it the right thing? Is it the wrong thing? Is it what Hashem wants or not? It's the only prescription for success to eventually experience the salvation of Hashem. Shinamar. The Pasuk reads, as He will experience the Yeshua of Hashem, but we revise it. Al-Tikri Vesam. Instead of Vesam, with a sin, we change it to a shin. Evaluation, calculation. He is to success. Okay, let's go back to the Saita. Ketan Mekanala. In the Mishnah base, we spoke about Kinei Vistira. Kinei involves the husband warning this Isha who is, he is suspecting of wrongdoing and he tells her, look, don't get involved with this person. That's called Kinei. And the Mishnah says like this, Ketan Mekanala. How does one go about doing this? He warns her in front of two people that what? Don't converse with that person. And the Mishnah continues. Let's say she defies his warning. She goes and speaks to him. It's okay. She's not really usher. Unless 
she actually goes into hiding with that person. That makes her usher. That is called stira. Now it would seem that we have a contradiction in the mission, because first we say that he warns her against speaking to people. Now we say, well, it doesn't do anything. That's not called stira, just speaking to somebody. Hogafokasha, the Mishnah seems to have an inherent contradiction. Amras, first you say, he described Kinoi as follows. He warns on the presence of two Adam. Alta Dabri Mishplain, don't discuss, don't converse with this person. Right? Alta Dabri Mishplain is Alma Dibur Stiru. Apparently, just conversing with this fellow is considered stira and makes her usher on him. And then you say, no harm was done, even if she goes and speaks to this person. And then you say, even if she goes against his warning and she speaks to this person, she's still okay. Alma, what does that tell you? It's nothing. It doesn't make her usher. So which one is it? Usher or mutter? We have to sort of relearn the Mishnah as follows. The Mishnah is going into all different situations. Some are mutter, some are also. So let's start. Suppose he tells her, don't speak to this person. And she violates that warning. And she speaks to him. Or he says, don't speak to him. And she actually goes into hiding with him. In both these cases, no harm was done because he did not really issue a formal warning against going into hiding with that person. He just told her not to speak to him. Ah, she laughs it off. You're being a vigilant. What are you? I can't speak to them. So she sort of brushes it off. Doesn't take it to her. That's not called a kini. But, Altistri, he warns her against going into yichud with that person. So now, Vedibra imoy. So she just went and spoke to the person. Not in a private setting. Once again, she saved herself. Adain, muteras lebeso, muteras lechol betruma. She's still okay. She can go back home. She could have truma. She's a kayanis. So although the kinoi was legitimate, but she didn't really uh, go into hiding with that person. However, if he warns her against stira and she actually goes into hiding, and she waits long enough to facilitate tuma, in this case it's a full-fledged kinoi and stira, and the result is she's totally asur, she can't go back home to her husband, and likewise she's banned from tuma. So we need two conditions. For the Issa to happen. A proper kinoi and a proper stira. The kinoi is don't go into hiding, and she went to hiding. Now she's Asr. Asr to go back home, Asr to have truma, and also Asr to have yibum. Be amazed if the fellow died without children. Chiletzis. So typically, when a husband passes away without children, the brother steps in and takes over and does yibum. But in this case, only chalitza is allowed, removal of the shoe, spitting, all that, but no remarriage. Am I? Why not? To siabim nama yibumi. Why don't we proceed with Yibam? Amar of Yasef, Amar we learn from a Pasuk, which tells us that a fellow was suspicious of his wife's behavior. He went and divorced her. She left his home. She married somebody else. And Rashi explains that actually we're referring to a situation where she leaves him either on account of divorce or on account of his passing. And what does the Torah tell us? She goes and marries a total stranger. That's not a brother-in-law who's there to take over this marriage and sort of continue it. We learn. And in this case, where? She was suspected of doing something wrong. She was a saita. 
and husband passed away even without children. Typically, that uh, triggers the Yibam process. No, she can go marry somebody else if she wishes to, but not the Yibam. If that's the case, then exempt her from Chalitza as well. She's totally not eligible for this whole process. Skip the Chalitza as well. Amalei, Rav Yasef responds, you can't do that. You can't let her go without anything. Suppose the original husband was still around and well. In order to separate, you need a get. Despite her illicit behaviors and wrongdoings, you still need a get to separate him. Likewise now when he passed away. Although we don't allow Yibam, but Chalitza is still required to free her and allow her to marry somebody else. There's another different version of this discussion. Why will a Saita not have Yibam? Again, we're speaking about an Isha who is suspected of, of doing wrong. Tara says, let go. She should leave his home. Go marry somebody else. We don't want you know, this fellow to ruin his whole uh, household. Destroy the fabric of his family. If there's impropriety, let go. So, so divorce, separate. Okay, so once the Torah advises him to proceed in this manner, to protect himself and his family, now you're going to tell me that the brother has to take over this marriage? This marriage is not something to be encouraged at all. Only Abai says, Abai, okay, let me out if that's the case. Then why are we allowing her to marry somebody else? Let's protect everybody out there. Keep away from this Isha. We don't want him to destroy his family. So the brother we're concerned about, but just a Joe in the street, we're not concerned. So Risa says, look, who's to force that person to marry her? It's his choice. We're not encouraging somebody to marry her. All we're saying is like this. Technically, once the husband passed away, she can marry anybody. If you choose to marry her, it's your issue. If you want to take the risk, go ahead. But to go ahead and obligate somebody, such as this brother, who's the potential Yavim, to obligate him, Terah wouldn't do that. Terah would not put him in a position that he's forced to take over a questionable, problematic, and risky situation. Okay, so we learned about the um, detriments of a Balgava. Eloisa say involved the, uh, the fact that he doesn't end up staying up there too long. He risks his tchias amesim. In fact, that Hashem values the anav uh, and the humble person. We learned from Arsinai, from the Sneh. Being humble before Hashem is as though, as though he's mocked everything. All the kabbalists in the world. The proper procedure with Kini Vestiri is he warns her against going into hiding and she does that. What happens then? She becomes Asr. Asr Baala, Asr Truma, and all we would apply would be Chalitza rather than Yibam. All the best to you and much at Tzlachem.